Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast. We explore topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. Several weeks ago, I learned a secret about Brandy, Ava, and Kimberly, and to be honest, I do not understand it. Ava and Brandy identify as polyamorous, and they're often talking to somebody new that they find interesting, and yet all three of them, Kimberly included, just swear that they hate dating. So knowing them, like I really, I don't get it. And I realized there's something deeper that's going on. We talked about this on an earlier podcast. I wanted to bring it back and actually like explore it sometime. So tonight is the night. Uh, and we're going to jump in and see like, you know, why they claim that they don't like dating, what that really means. Um, and, you know, how we can make the whole process better, easier and more enjoyable. And so uh, because dating, I think dating is supposed to be a process that is supposed to be enjoyable and is supposed to be fun. So I don't know what the problem is. I'm your host, Stephen. Joining me today are Kimberly. Hey. And Ava. Hi, friends. And Brandy. Hi. So has anybody done something cool recently? Anything interesting? Well, we went to a burlesque show, me, you, and also oh I saw Ava there. I'm sorry. Well, the only one that wasn't there. Um, <laughs> yes. I didn't get a Everybody, fucking ticket in time. I'm so pissed. Everybody was there, Brandy, including Ava's mom, and you were not there. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. All right. I, was just, so I just oh. want to shout out to um, No Restraints Burlesque at the Mark because they're the best burlesque I've ever seen. And seeing as I wrote my thesis on burlesque, then maybe I know something about it. <laughs> although, although I was high the whole time, so maybe. But... <laughs> Wait, at the show or when you wrote your thesis? Oh, no, no, no. When I, I was going to say, let's clarify. Yeah. Not yeah writing her thesis. Writing but thesis, yeah. I've seen a lot of burlesque, so I can say, you know, they are the best I've ever seen. So I love and I really burlesque. That was such an amazing show. And I appreciate No Restraint's um, commitment towards body positivity. So you see bodies of all shapes and sizes, and that is really, really refreshing when it comes to burlesque. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a big deal. That's great. And, and like gender play, you know, there was like a good amount of that, you know, which I, this time anyway, I, which I thought was really interesting. And um, yeah, it's like, a, it is really, that's, I think the vibe is you're in the audience watching it, but I think the performers think to say, it's like, you realize like you're, you're working with something that is really kind of positive and is this really kind of cool experience. So not only are you like watching the performances, but you really kind of, I think, feel like you're part of something bigger. So, yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I just leave they're really horny, but okay. I like what you said, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, you, yours was very, yeah, yours was elevated for sure compared to mine. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so horny now. Brandy yeah, always so goes dirty. straight to the sex. Like, that's, <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's right. I'm like about. the, I realize I'm the oh. nerd on this whole show. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, know. It's very artistic. Anyway. It no, is artistic. I mean, I wrote my yeah, thesis but, on it. So it wasn't just about me getting horny when <laughs> I mean, it was I mean, also that. I mean, but... it, it get the thesis done, right? Writing about it. Okay. I don't, I don't think that burlesque for me has ever necessarily been about like getting hornier or hot or sexy or whatever. I mean, I, that's not the first time that my mom and I've gone to a burlesque show before. Right. And for us, it's very much about like that enthusiastic, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Just a celebration of diversity is, is kind of mm-hmm. what comes to mind of like, well, look, these people are free in their own skin and their own body and they love to celebrate it. And this is how they're doing it. And that's fucking amazing because not all of us can do that. And so many of us haven't mm-hmm. been raised in a way that we can feel proud of our own bodies and being in our own skin that way, regardless of what size or shape we are. And just to see 
these performers being on stage, being free, doing something that they're passionate about. I just, I, I have a passion for celebrating with them and in, in that kind of a thing. So, yeah. I, I think everybody in the audience does. Like, I really yeah. think that's the vibe, you know, like in some ways it's like you're, you're having a performance, you know, but it's like, what is the experience that the viewer is having? And I really think the experience is like that part of like, you know, freedom, like we all like mm -hmm. thrive off of like what they're doing, but it's also like you're in this room with all these other people, right? So you're not by yourself, you know, you're with a group and then with a, a community. And so it's like, that's, that's, that's a real experience. Yeah. But the dance, the dancers are amazing. They, they really, they really are. Um, I, I'm always impressed, but I mean, I don't know. I, th I feel like this time I, I might've been more impressed than in the past. And I don't know why that is, but it was, there were some really, really good people. And we had slower songs too. I will say that too, which is, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say harder, but maybe it is, but it's like a little, it's just a different feel, you know, but it has like more tension in it, which I think that works mm -hmm. well with burlesque. Yeah. It's unexpected. Um, Steven, I think you need to share with the class about the food challenge that you participated in this weekend. Um, Ava made me eat corn. <gasps> not yeah. just any corn okay let me say it this way ava talked me into taking an ear cord jabbing it like up and down and up and down and up and down into an innocent jar of grape jelly okay. oh oh man <laughs> welch's grape jelly yes and then and then and then to taste it, you know, so Ava, cause we are sex relationship and food porn that Ava's <laughs> like finding these challenges on the things, you know, cause she did the watermelon and the mustard kind of thing. So now this is, I guess like Ava's revenge. So she's like, no, this time we're going to record you and put you on the internet eating the grape jelly and the corn. And then, so I agreed to do it cause I got some other people to, uh, at the picnic to also go through and do it. And actually most people liked it and I thought it was fine. You know, it's kind of, it's not horrible. It's not wonderful, but it actually went better than you would expect it to go. I don't know why that was. Um, but the best part was jabbing the corn into the, the grape jelly. <laughs> Kimberly has videotaped it and is supposed to post it, but I'm she has sorry. not figured out how to yet. And so we're just going to let her squirm for a little bit and well, try to get it posted. No, I and wanted Kimberly... to edit it. And then I was like, why, how do I edit an Instagram? And so I... He's just if like, you don't do it right, Ava's going to be on you. Ava's already mad. To... She's like, why right. haven't you posted this? Yeah, I'm right. so mad about it. Sorry. <laughs> so. Hey, Brandy. Hey, what? Why do you hate dating? Well, I think it's, all, it's, it's for several reasons, but I'm a natural introvert. And so to um, build up the energy that's necessary to first get in a mindset to go on a date and then put that energy actually into the date and then all the letdown after the date, it just makes it a completely involved process for me. Like I'm one of those people if like, okay, we're going to have a date at 1 PM in Franklin and that's 45 minutes away. I have to back it up and be like, and then it takes me an hour to get ready. And then this, and then, so it's like, I have to get up at eight to get to a one o'clock date. So it becomes like a half a day thing, which is exhausting. That's a lot of prep for a date. Well, I get up, let's say I get up like at nine and then I want to slow wake up and I cook my breakfast and drink some coffee. So that's 10 right there. And then, then I have to shower and get ready and then I have to pick out an outfit and then you want to get there a little bit early, right? So yeah, it's just, 
it becomes like a very stressful thing for me, mm-hmm. even just the prep to get to the date. Sure. Hell, that's how I feel about going to work every day. <laughs> okay. So see. like, I need to do all these things. Why? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Ava. Yes, Steven. Why do you hate dating? Why does dating suck? Uh, because at the end of the day, it's a gamble and I'm, I'm gambling. I'm taking a guess that it's going to go well. And then I'm going to make the kind of connection that I want out of it. And, and that it's, that I'm going to get out of it, what I put into it. And it doesn't always turn out that way. And it's hard to not be frustrated or disappointed when I don't get what I want out of it. And it's okay. It's nothing against the person. It's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't win that, that gamble that time. Like, okay, moving on to the next one then. And it's just this like ever, ever revolving like round of like game. It's, it's a game. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a round today and I'm going to go on a date and maybe it'll go well and maybe not, which means that next time, if it doesn't go well, next time I have to do this game all over again until for who knows how long, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is the person and it's a bad date because the person acts weird or like a jerk, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Are you talking yeah. about me? Kimberly? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why do you hate dating here? Um, well, I really agree with what Ava said, and I really couldn't say it any better than that. But I also feel like if I'm like the type of person who is really looking for a really long term like person and I'm trying to find maybe like at least for me, like one person who like you, who is you, right? <laughs> oh. So <laughs> but then it's frustrating, like it you keep failing it's like going through these relationships and then it's like i know people say like oh you learned something from every relationship and it's not like a waste of time but at the end of the day i didn't like get the person so that was my goal so i didn't achieve my goal i mean i think like the first two times you can say it's not a waste of time and you always learn something and yada 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 yada. but then after a while it just gets old right okay i get it i get it but like I understand twisting it into a positive, but like after a while, it's just like, I can't find the positive. Yeah. It's hard to maintain that perspective after yeah. a while. Yeah. Okay. So question I'm hearing, I think like all of you sort of like Ava used the word, like it's gambling, right? So you're trying to win. Why, well, why, why are you guys going about it that way? Well, why would you date if you weren't like wanting to get something out of it? No, I, I agree. But what I'm exploring this with you, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. But it, it feels like you have this goal. Like I need to have, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. Serious girlfriend, boyfriend. And if that doesn't happen, then it's like this failure. Okay. And yes, Kimberly said, Oh, you can learn from every single thing experience. It's all positive and it all makes you grow. Okay. Which exactly I do what like- she said it. Right. <laughs> right. But I actually like that. I mean, so I've, I do like with, when I was, was dating some people or whatever, if I, even now, if I go out with somebody, right, I don't necessarily have an agenda to it. And I just go out and it's like, I wonder what this is going to happen. But you're also like a very genuinely extroverted, enjoy people, enjoy what you can learn from people. You enjoy talking and discussing and all that. And And you hate that? For me, that is just, that is, (laughs) no, I don't hate people, not all of them. Um, But that's just. (laughs) putting a lot of energy out for me personally. And that's, yeah. that's very taxing. Like that's all I've always been that way. Um, and then yeah. a thing that I 
I notice that I do is like, let's say me and Kimberly are going on on a date and we get on a topic that she's talking a lot about. I will ask her question after question after question because I really want to know that. But then what happens is then they don't learn anything about me because we've talked about them the whole time, which I'm very comfortable doing because I'm much more comfortable talking about the other person than talking about me. So then we walk away from it and they're like, well, I don't really know. I haven't really learned much about you. So then even after I've put out that energy, just the way I naturally have a conversation with someone that's comfortable for me still doesn't produce enough for that that person I, I went on the date with to be able to make a conclusion about me and so, like, you, so now we have to do this again well so brandy you use the word disappointed right so you're you go out on your date right and then you come mm -hmm. back and you sometimes feel disappointed why well i get disappointed because i reflect on the conversation we had and realize that they didn't learn anything more about me than maybe i'm a good listener and i can ask a lot of questions to learn about them like we, and so I reflect on that and I'm like, oh, they're, you know, I need to learn how to balance that more instead of asking all about them be like, well, yeah, I can relate to that because of this or something to kind of throw in more about me so they can learn about me. Because, you know, when you're speaking to someone, it's very natural also for them to talk about themselves if you're engaging the conversation. Right. Does that make sense? Well, it does. So, so I'm wondering again, thinking out loud, are you disappointed in the sense that they're not sometimes turning and asking and showing interest in you and asking questions about you? Yeah, I think so. Cause I okay. think if they want to know, they should ask. And that's not a girly perspective to have. It's just, I want to know. So I genuinely ask. And so, yeah, we, yeah. And I'm like, well, that was nice to hear them talk about themselves the whole time. I learned a lot about them, but yeah. But, but it also says something about them. Yeah. You know, which, which is like they, you know, potentially are self-centered, not thinking enough to ask about you. Like they should be interested in you, you know? Yeah. And so I, so I, I would be disappointed to anybody. It's not just you do as girly girl. It's anybody, any person, you know, it's like to basically, cause it's almost like being ignored. It's like, Hey, you came out here. Let me talk how awesome I am. I would never mm -hmm. do this. Other people mm -hmm. talking about other people. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, let me tell you how awesome I am. Right. And it's like not ever asking about the other person. And then that is problematic so yeah i have i have something to say to that mm -hmm. yeah I, I absolutely agree that that can be the case sometimes and that it can be disappointing when when people don't like really express interest in learning who you are i also think like the flip side of that coin is there's a certain level of anxiety that happens for a lot of people especially on like a first date um and i think for myself when i'm in a new situation or a new location or um, even just somewhere that has a lot of stuff going on, like at, at the market, like the local kink club, like there's just a lot of stuff going on. It can be really chaotic. Sometimes it can be hard to focus in situations like that and think through like, what, what should I be thinking about right now? Or what should I be asking about right now? And sometimes it can get kind of chaotic and anxious and, and maybe we're in more of like a reactionary state more so than like a proactive state where I'm, I'm engaging in that really curious way. Like when I'm not stressed or anxious, like when my heart isn't racing, if I'm not super, super nervous, I I can have great conversations where I ask lots of fun and interesting questions. But if I'm nervous or I'm kind of like in a sensory over like, like a really uh, uh, busy, chaotic, like coffee shop or restaurant, there might be a lot going on and I might have trouble thinking about those types of things. And I might just be in more of a reactionary state. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Kimberly, let me ask you a question here. Um, 
I think you've gone through this. Okay. So have you used like it back back in the day, like dating apps or things like that, right? And had a mm-hmm. hard time finding people that you've liked. So is there a frustration there where you like you go through it and you're like, eh, like these are so dumb. I don't find anybody that I kind of click with. Is, I that, mean, is that right? I think it's, well, it can be that, but like what's even worse is you find somebody you do click with online and then you never actually meet them because they're like, for whatever reason, not really online to meet people, which I don't understand. But yeah, you, there's a lot of time that can be spent just texting with someone on one of those apps online and then it never, um, mm-hmm. you know, amount to like an in-person. Mm-hmm. Is it's is just, that because you think like, I'm going to say, I don't mean this to sound mean, like you were not interesting enough for them to want to get together with you? Like, are they dropping no, for that reason? Why do you think they're dropping? Hour, they just occupied their an hour of their evening. And got okay. they're like not on there to meet people in person. Right, like, they're, yeah, their goal is not to meet people in person. Right. So what, what? Okay, so I'm confused about that. What is the goal? Is it like they're just lonely and they just want somebody to talk to? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's some well, people like that with online dating apps, but I, I, in my experience, has not been that that's the bulk of them. I would say my my experience has been about fifty fifty. Hmm. I mean, I've like yeah. had serious relationships that have come out of dating like from apps and i've met people and you know dated them but i just find like half the people doing that is frustrating to me in my experience i've i've kind of boiled it down to like it's just the culture of online dating apps and it's part of what i i dislike about dating in the first place is there's there's so much that you can immerse yourself in with the online dating world. And there's so much filtering that happens. Like you, you swipe and you look at pictures and you click the like button and you do that for an hour or two or three for one evening or two or three or however long. And the next thing you know, you have this like long list of people that you've matched with that you like message and start conversations with. And some of them reply and some of them don't. And, and after day three or four, I hit burnout mode. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I should not have tried to engage with this many people this quickly. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you narrow it down to the ones that you are seriously interested in, right? Like you try quickly to to narrow it down and find the people that you are clicking with the most. Um, in, in my seat, I just get really, really overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, I'm getting more likes. I'm getting more messages. I, I This is just, it's too much for me. Like it takes too much energy from me. And that's the piece that that is frustrating for me because then I'm the person that ends up not responding to lots of people. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to be that kind of person, but there's just so much going on. That's just part of the culture of online dating. Mm-hmm. I I found um, it's been several years since I've done this, but it's like, you know, I would start, you, you know, you get, like you said, you get your app, whatever, whichever one you're okay. And you go through and, Oh, this person's neat. Swipe, right. Swipe, right. Um, is that the right thing? Right. Is like, you like them. I think so. Okay. Right. So, okay. So you're like, yeah, this person. Okay. And so then you start talking to people. Right. But then as time goes on, you are kind of filtering things. Right. So if the person is not interesting, basically if they get beat out by other people, you're, you're dropping the ones that are not as interesting and you don't necessarily, I would never fucking talk to somebody for an hour, you know, on that thing there and then just drop, like, that's too much effort. But but you are like you're as you're talking, you're just trying to me trying to find out a little bit about the other person. Right. But if there is not enough interest there and this other person is more interesting then to me, it's like you kind of gravitate. You continue talking to the people that you like. So over time, you end up with several 
maybe that you're that you are interested in getting you know get for me it was like getting together for dinner or a drink or something like that um but that's it was a little bit like a filtering process and what i think i do like about dating apps is like you don't take the time of actually getting together like brandy's saying on an actual date you're starting the conversation and you're trying to find out is this person capable of having a conversation with me do we have some shared interests you know is there some kind of connection you know in the conversation that I actually want to get together with them. So in that regard, I always liked that little bit of conversation almost as a, as a test. That's, I don't necessarily like that word, but that's kind of what it was. Do it, you know, do I want to take the time to get together with them? Mm-hmm. You got, but you guys feel differently though. You didn't use it as a, f- f- where I was like talking to people and then I would stop if you were not, if somebody else was more exciting and it's not just one person, I should say there's usually when I was doing it, there'd be several. So you might be talking to like, say three people you're interested in, but number four and five, you're dropping it off. Cause you're realizing like, I, I don't want to spend my time. I on think five the issue that I've had is if someone decides to drop it off, that's totally fine. But just tell me, just be like, Hey, I had a great conversation with you, but like just enough wasn't clicking for us to meet. Good luck on this dating app. And so it becomes like a, yeah, they there's no warning. Um, it's just, you had this really great conversation that evening. And then the next day you text and maybe say hi or whatever. And then there's no reply. And you would just like to know, okay, let me just close that out completely without being ghosted maybe. Mm. So is the difference. So, so when I'm talking to people, it's, it's short, it's not like a big conversation. And I think what you're describing Brandy is like, we had this conversation and then the person disappeared, right? So that that's where the inconsistency is like, mm-hmm. they were acting really interested in enough mm-hmm. that we talked for an hour and mm-hmm. then boom, they're gone. That's mm-hmm. not consistent with how things work. Right. Where I think where I'm talking about, it's like you're doing a sentence here, a sentence there, you know, you're a little bit of back and forth. I'm not engaging in any damn hour long conversation with anybody. Okay. You know, it's like literally just like, which so to me if i just stopped texting you i'd like to think you'd be like oh well who cares you know like we were just shooting a few sentences back and forth and things like that to each other but if but i do agree with you if you have an hour conversation mm-hmm. my my feeling is don't have an hour long conversation on texting mm-hmm. you know like at that point it's like you set up a meeting you know mm-hmm. at, at that point like i don't know but but to me i, I think yeah, yeah if you're spending an hour and you're talking that much that's that's an investment and then when it right. goes nowhere i could see anybody being like what the hell like do i take it personally right. now right yeah i think okay that's so a really, people don't do that i think it's a really important call out because it's important to remember that in the world of online dating different people are looking for different things and also mm-hmm different people go about it a different way, right? Steven, you're talking about like one and two sentence messages and and Brandy's talking about like spending an hour like going back and forth interacting with uh, with this person. My experience tends to quickly transition to text messaging and these are like, they they don't always, but very often they turn into like novel length text messages. Like I, I send like several paragraph messages back and forth with someone and when I'm getting that back from them, I really enjoy that, but it also tends to be kind of a time suck. And I have to actually set aside time mm-hmm. to be able to have that kind of conversation with someone. So if I am spending time with um, with a friend or a partner, if I have other plans for the evening, I just won't have time to get back to that person until the next day, probably in the evening after work, because I need to sit down and like take some time and like structure a response that like it takes, it takes energy. Like that's an investment. Right. That is energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, and I have done that before too. I will say that like I, there was a time period where I think I wrote longer emails, you know, or, or text messages or whatever. And then I don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, then it got shorter, you know, because I really got to like, no, because like you're saying, Ava, it is, it's basically time management. You know, and there is a certain amount of regret if you're investing all this stuff and it doesn't go anywhere, then it's like you didn't manage your time well. And so I'm thinking out loud again, I think what I'm saying is like maybe maybe that's when you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I should not do this again. You know, if mm -hmm. you are investing too much time in it. So that's, that's just a thought. Well, let, let me ask this question to, to, to you all. Like, why do we date? What makes it worth what makes it worthwhile? Because we want connection. Yeah. Find someone that maybe would understand us. And Kimberly. be fun to fuck. Just saying. <laughs> Andy, why do you always have to be said. so horny? That has to be said. I'm just saying it for everyone else that was thinking it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's funny. Kimberly, what were you going to say? We got? I mean, yeah, I think just to connect with people and find the person that you're looking for for me you know not everyone is out there like looking for long-term relationships but anyway yeah yeah coming back to like different people date for different reasons some people right. are probably looking for friends with benefits or nsa some people are looking mm -hmm. for you know the person that they're going to marry and buy a house with and have the white picket fence and 2.5 kids like it, it looks very very different for for everybody right hey so ava funny you say that I, I on the internet shared something funny with me. It said, these are the four most common types of dating. And I found this kind of interesting because I had not thought about it, but it says fun dating. The goal here is to enjoy yourself. I think that's like the, the Steve method. Uh, <laughs> experimental dating, experimental dating can go many different ways, but the main component is dating outside of your comfort zone, being adventurous. Then there's dating for marriage. You know, this is the type of dating that you grew up hearing about. And then extramarital dating du, 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 du. so but i think the main and i'm sure there's more than four you know but it was kind of interesting that this little thing wherever i found it on the internet on google just that they broke it down in different parts it's like yeah okay like you're saying people people date for different reasons so um i do not like dating for marriage I really think, man, that's almost dangerous. Like you're just going to mess yourself up if you do it that way. Like, cause then you've got a goal and you're like, this person has to fit into my goal. And if they do not fit into my goal, I'm disappointed and all that time sucks and blah, 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 blah. And I just don't think that's the right approach. Do you, what do you all think with that? I mean, that's what I was doing like 50% or more of the time, but I didn't do it with you. And so it's that old kind of saying that's like once you stop looking you'll find the person is that because i was too old for you and you decided yes. i'm not marrying this guy didn't miss a beat yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't I think, think no matter what you're why you're dating it's good to have a reason and if that reason or, or know your goal and if that goal is to find a primary partner and marry them and and live with them and all that i think that's perfectly fine as long as you share that with the person be like, hey, this is what I'm in this for. Like on my Tinder account at one point when I didn't have a primary, I, I put on there, I'm currently looking for a long-term primary partner. A secondary would be lovely as well, but this is what I'm looking for. Um, 
and you know, I modify that as, as my preferences change, but I, I think going into any situation, they need to know what you're looking for. Um, just, it would save everyone time if it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I feel like so often that's not communicated. And then there's the whole idea that like <laughs> straight men feel like they have to trick you mm-hmm. act like they're interested in something longer than one night just mm-hmm. or whatever have have one night yeah 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 which is annoying that's, i mean that's because we're taught see brandy brandy's changing changing opinions okay that's because we're taught like well women don't really want sex they want relationships mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. you want to fuck them then you have to get you have to trick them to take their pants off for you which is all fucked up in all kinds of right. ways, right? right? You want Brandy, Brandy's not gonna do that. She's gonna take her panties off and throw them across the fucking room, okay? <laughs> if I'm That's wearing panties, we... but sure, yeah. There right. you go, she doesn't <laughs> wear panties. See? So, okay. yeah, so I think, unfortunately, I do feel like that's where, like, growing up, a lot of people, myself included, like we're, we're sort of taught incorrect information. Therefore we have bad perspectives and it takes time to like work through that and realize like, wait a minute, you know, basically kind of like what we're doing. Like when you actually hear people talk about stuff, then it starts to change your opinions. Be like, well, maybe the, you know, maybe my previous opinions or thoughts or the way I was taught was not actually correct. So that's why I think Kimberly, I totally get you being annoyed totally. But I think I'm also going to say, this is not being defensive, but it's like, I just feel like, you know, we're all given poor information in some form. Right. No, that's right. right. But the danger is like, you should not be tricking people's pants off. You want them enthusiastically throwing their pants across the room. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people actually tell me, Hey, this is all the time I can commit. And like, this is what I'm interested in. And I'm like, thank you for saving me all the energy um, of the effort we would try to put into faking this. Let's go fuck now. Like I'm fine with that. You just have to be honest and upfront. And if I'm like, Hey, I want something a little bit more deeper. That's what I'm looking for something a little bit more of a connection. You know, I'm not saying we have to like wait till we're married, but maybe like three dates or something. And if you can't give me that for me to form some type of comfortable connection, then then, then it's not going to work. But, you know, the more information you give someone before they go into a situation, the better off you're going to be to where there's less disappointment and ex- and unrealistic expectations. Ava, do you want to say something? Yeah, I I think that you brought up a really good point about how so many of us are programmed to look at dating. You were kind of bringing like the the guy's perspective, right? Of we're supposed to like trick women in order to get into their pants or whatever. And I think that all of us to a degree have a certain amount of like programming, like toxic programming about what it means to date and what the reasoning is and how to go about it. And one of the things that I think is really important to look for when you are choosing to date and to explore that area of your life um, is that level of like emotional intelligence and awareness, because it's all a matter of the journey, right? And different people are at different parts of their journey. There was a day when I didn't understand that it was okay, appropriate, even necessary for me to take up space and, and have my own needs and ask for those things. And like, I just thought like being a good girlfriend was being a low maintenance girlfriend with no needs, Mm -hmm. right. That was cool with anything, right. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was part of the programming and that was part Mm -hmm. of my journey. And that's who I used to be a long time ago. And there was, you know, things that happened between then and now that have taught me otherwise. So seeking out people in in the dating realm that have already like you can kind of figure out where they are on their journey if they're way back on like step one two or three and not kind of further along if they, if they haven't figured out some of those things yet then maybe you 
are not at the right you know stage of your life and they're not at the right stage of their life for for you the two of you to be a good fit right now mm-hmm. sorry i'm that's a great point i'm also distracted by the fact that you're name on this platform right now steve is dom 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 exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation <laughs> all capitalized also i'm right. sure that was an accident <laughs> that's just the name it gave me you know like i didn't put in a name that randomly <laughs> dom 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 all right uh <laughs> Which I don't even identify that way because I feel like that's so silly. But anyway, I guess that's why I put it in. Okay. Can't really quit distracting us from this important topic. So, hey, you all did make me think of something. Okay. So we were just talking about like, hey, dating for marriage. That's maybe if you have that as a goal. And Brandy, you were saying, I like to have a goal. Okay. But if you have dating for marriage, like as your goal, I, I think personally, that can be like too serious, you know, like date to find somebody maybe you like, but that, you know, it's too much. But the flip side is the first one of these four, you know, common types of dating is fun dating. And the goal here is to enjoy yourself. And when you said, Brandy, about like, you like to have a goal. When I read that again, fun dating, I thought like that's casual sex, right? And that's like not having a goal. I'm just going to go out and like sleep with people. And it doesn't mean it's just that. Okay. But that's where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really have anything. I'm just doing this for fun. And Mm -hmm. I kind of think the you know, where if the dating for marriage is too far on, say, the one side, dating for fun can also be sometimes too far on the other side where Mm -hmm. it's like you're not, you don't have any direction, right? So Mm -hmm. you're just like doing this thing, but you don't have a reason for it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's maybe the healthiest either. And so it's like it somewhere in the middle is probably the healthy place to be. And so to have maybe some kind of goal. I think I disagree with that. Okay, call me out. Well, I mean, it, your opinion is fine, and that's all well and good. But I just think, yeah, by fine she <laughs> all, means all well not. Good, but let's get by to fine it. she <laughs> means not okay. I feel it's like fine. whatever your goal is, it's fine. Like it's cool to be like, I'm just gonna date to like have fun and get laid. That's cool. I'm gonna date for marriage. That's fine. Like whatever your goal is, like just do it, but communicate it to the other person. Right. Yes. But I, I, yes and no. I I do think in some respects, yes, but I would not be too rigid to where you are like locked in and you're like, I'm not, I'm not having a goal. I don't want to do that. Or the flip side is like, maybe that's why dating is so fun for you because you don't have those goals to where you're, you're committing time for like a real reason or, or thinking long-term and maybe like you go into it, like if something happens, great. And if not, okay um yeah which, that makes sense actually and like you're just there to have to enjoy the experience and learn something and all that. and if you're going into it to actually find a secondary and you and you know it depends on your perspective you're coming from a perspective like mine is currently if i have a primary then a handful of secondaries and only have so much time then i've already given you a, a good chunk of time to meet up and so by the time we meet up i'm i'm in it into it for more than just usually casual um it's mm. does that make sense yeah yes okay. so the next thing i wanted to talk about was like what makes dating worthwhile but brandy i was going to actually talk a little bit about why like i was thinking about myself you know as an example mm-hmm. you know what makes dating worthwhile okay so for me personally like you said i do enjoy meeting people um not everybody's going to have my perspective or my attitude about this okay but what i like about it is like i go out I meet interesting people. 
I'm not sure how they're going to fit with me exactly, but there's this part of the back of my mind, like they are going to fit with me somehow. I just don't quite know how there's very few people that I can, that I just don't click with at all, you know? So, so for me, I don't really have a goal. It's more of like, I really do want to meet this person. Um, I do feel like I give them value. Like when we get together and go out on a date, like they're not going to have a boring date. I just don't think they're going to have a boring date, right? So there's this part of me that's like, well, they're going to have a great time, you know? And that's, I'm not trying to sound cocky, okay? But there's this part of me, it's like, it's, if we, you know, Brandy, you and I went out for coffee and stuff like that, you know? And um, I mean, Ava, you and I haven't done that, but it's like, we've, you know, gotten together, we've hung out and things like that. So I'm just kind of like, yes, we're going to have a good time. If you get together with me, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be, it's not going to be a waste of time. I'm not an asshole. I try not to be an asshole much. Don't talk to Kimberly, but you know, it's, you know, so it's like, I've got that thing of like, but it's also, it's, I'm going to give, you're going to get something out of this experience of taking an hour to kind of meet with me. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I really try not to do that kind of stuff, you know? So it's like, you can leave whenever you want that kind of thing. But I think I have enough, whatever, confidence isn't the right word, but that's what I'm going to say for right now that, you know, if we get together, the other person is going to be happy that they took the time to go through and do it. I don't know how I'm going to fit with this other person, how they're going to fit with me, but I do feel like there's going to be something there that's going to be a fit. And it can just be like, even if it's just an acquaintance, I still feel like there's a benefit to where it's worth my time of doing that. I don't, I really don't ever feel like I've wasted time getting together with people and the other part was like, if I get together with somebody and it goes horrible, which doesn't really happen much, but if it did, it'd still be like, okay, then there's a learning experience. You know, what was wrong with that? You know, either the way I acted or they acted, what do I learn from that? So I don't have to go through that again, you know? So I, I really, was, that's how I, to me, that's why it's worthwhile. And that's how I kind of view it. Kimberly? I was going to say, it sounds like you very, very rarely have a bad date, Steve. And I feel like for me, I've had plenty of bad dates and then it's like, I don't, I don't want to say the person is a bad person or something, but I just don't, it would be awkward to like see them again and you're not interested. So it doesn't make sense. I mean, I had a date that sat across from me at a restaurant and did not look at me at all, make any eye contact the whole time we were eating. It was just really strange. So yeah. And then, then he asked me to kiss him in like this parking lot that felt sketchy. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, were you gonna say I, something? I was going to just piggyback off of what, what Kimberly said of like, Steven, it sounds like you're either really, really, really good at dating or you just haven't had very, you probably, you may not have had as many learning experience dates mm-hmm. as the rest of us because man, that grinds after a while. Like, sure, it's a learning experience, but I wasn't looking for a learning experience, damn it. Mm-hmm. I was looking well, for a little more. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? I, let me, okay, you could be right. Like, I went through a period, um, this was like after my divorce and stuff like that. My therapist is like, hey, get out there. You know, don't just see people like at, at the mark and things like that. Go on Tinder, go meet people that are like different places that are not you know, maybe outside of your normal comfort zone. Okay. And and so I did, but after a while, then I was like, okay, like I'm done, you know, <laughs> because like not everybody was like, you, you get together some people, right. And it was a one-time thing and that was it, you know, it's not gonna It's not going to go anywhere. Okay. So, but I never felt bad about that or whatever. I never felt like it was a waste of time, but I did get to a point where I was like, okay, I've done that, you know, and I don't need to keep 
basically spending my time doing that. So I guess you are kind of right, Ava, that at, at a certain, and so it kind of goes back to the question, like, well, when do you stop dating? Maybe you don't need to be out there dating and, and meeting people. And, you know, you probably fluctuate on where you are in life. Sometimes you try to, sometimes you back off and you're going to take time for yourself or whatever. I'm not very good at taking time for myself. That's my, mm. that's a shortcoming. But, but I did get to the point where I'm like, okay, like with us, it's like my community is the mark. You know, that's where I feel like I meet the best people, the best quality people. And so I'm like, I don't need to be on a dating app or doing other stuff like that. I'd rather meet somebody who is into the same kind of stuff that I am, you know, and accepting about different types of people and all that. You know, the people that go to the mark, I'm like, that's that's my type of people. That's going to be the best kind of fit for me. I don't need to be on a dating app. And so I, I actually at that point is when I quit. And then then also at the same time, I'm sitting here dating Kimberly and that turned turned into this love uh-huh. question what do you guys like about like what makes dating worthwhile if if it has these bumps in the road and basically what i'm hearing you all say is it could be time consuming mm-hmm. um or brandy draining time consuming mm-hmm. or draining mm-hmm. what makes it worthwhile why do you do it what are you looking for? I mean, when you make a strong connection with somebody, when you can see a future with mm-hmm. them, whatever you want that future to look like, right? Whatever you were trying to get out of it, when it seems like it matches mm-hmm. when you connect with someone in that way, whether that's, you know, a really, really good lay or like a new hiking buddy, or, you know, you're, this is, this is the one we're going to live happily ever after, whatever, like whatever you were looking for, if you feel like, oh, I think that that, that is a future, a possible future with this person that feels good. I mean, have any of you all ever got in a relation, like you've been dating and you got in a relationship and then you stopped dating and you were like, oh my God, I miss dating. Anybody? No, that's that's never happened to me. Once I like connect with someone and I'm like with them, it's not like, like, oh, I miss dating, you know? And then after that relationship might end and I have to get back out in the dating world, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Well, I, I will say for myself, just speaking myself. Okay. So I, when I got married first time, um, I did not realize this, this is not healthy. I, I gave up a lot of social things, you know? Uh, so there was like, and because I wanted to be a good dad, want to be a good husband, you know, I have these responsibilities. I'm trying to do all this stuff. And so this un- incorrectly in the back of my head was like, well, then that means you've got to like stop doing these other things, which for me was like a lot of it was socializing. So I got to a certain point where I'm, I realized like, well, okay, this is not healthy. I did this to myself. Nobody made me give up those social relationships, those friends, you know, in some ways it's like friendships, just getting together with friends. Okay. So I did get to the point where I needed to do that more, but I also realized like, I'm going to say with flirting and I don't know how this happened, but like somebody flirted with me, you know, that's what I'm going to say that I don't remember. Okay. So he flirts with me. And then all of a sudden I realized like, Oh wow, like this really feels good because what is going on there is again, flirting is like admitting you kind of are interested or like this other person. And I, I didn't maybe have as much of that as I wanted or needed. It was very refreshing. And so I remember thinking at the time of like, that's, that is a really nice thing to give to somebody else, you know, that you do like them and you don't have to do it in a creepy kind of 
weird way. Okay. The person could be that you're talking to could be, you know, married monogamous and stuff like that. You don't have to be like, I'm going to seduce you and have you throw your pants against the wall. You don't have to do, it could just really be more of like a compliment kind of thing. Okay. But it can be like, I like you is basically what you're kind of saying with it. So I came out of that sort of thinking like, you know, like, oh, I got married, monogamous, every, you know, and so therefore my radar turns off and there's no more flirting. And at the end, I was like, that's actually, I don't think is very good because it, we really sort of need some of that positive feedback from outsiders, you know, not necessarily the people we're with, but people that we don't necessarily know to kind of show that, hey, they are interested in us because that shows that we have value, you know, and I think that matters. So in the end, I kind of, feel like, okay, the flirting part is important, is a gift to give to other people. Do it well, do it tactfully, you know, don't put pressure on the other person. But um, yeah, so I feel like I did in that sense, like I did sort of stop the whole dating thing and then realize like, no, I need to do this more. I need to kind of mm -hmm. get more, basically ha not just have friends, friends, but like I wanted deeper connections. I didn't want the surface connections that were, they're not shitty, but they're like, they're surface. You know, and it's like, I wanted more than that. And I knew that that was possible. And so, yeah, so in that regard, it's, that's where I would be like, I got to a point and it feels like where I'd be like, you know what, I need to date again, you know, now, you know, mm -hmm. they didn't get to until getting divorced and that was its own kind of story. But, um, yeah, I kind of think sometimes we do go back and forth, yeah, but, but I will say there's a period of 10 years in there, you know, or more between, you know, getting married and then getting to that other point. So it's a long, a long period, but I think, I think it can happen. Okay. So this is, this is the interesting part of, of all this. All right. So, and, and we've had good discussions. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to recap for, I want to talk about reframing some views of dating. So first to kind of recap, like why we date, you know, I think Ava, you said it great, which is like, it might be a pain in the ass and it might take a lot of time, but when you, when it works, when you find the person and you connect with them, it's worthwhile. So I think the key part there is like the connection. When you get that connection, when you get that intimacy with that person, it is worthwhile. You know, that's what I think we're looking for is that connection, that intimacy. So if that is the reason why we date, then I'm, this is a brainstorming session. Like what are good healthy attitudes that we can take to approach dating that are going to like one, make it do what we want it to do, and then two, make it enjoyable. So we don't want it to be a pain in the ass. We don't want it to be draining. So, but we want it to be, I'm gonna say successful. It's like Brandy, you're saying, we want it to have a bit of a goal, some, some mm -hmm. sort of goal. So we mm -hmm. wanna know that it's gonna have a goal and we want it to be enjoyable. What are some things that we can either like reframe our views of dating or you know, what, what kind of, how can we make it better so that it's not so draining and not taxing and not frustrating for me the thought that comes to mind is um date when it comes to adding dating into your life when you make that active decision to start dating that means you need to make room for it so it's a game of competing priorities right and so for me like i hit i hit my exhaustion point because i spend so much time seeking out connections seeking out conversations with other people i wonder if there's a way to make it easier by basically better time management, but limiting the amount of time that is going to be put toward dating. Like if I can make it work within, you know, 30 minutes of surfing, okay, Cupid this evening, cool, but I'm not devoting more than that tonight to mm -hmm. this particular activity because I have too much other shit on my plate that I need to worry about. Mm 
So you have to have healthy limits so that the time you devote doesn't start cutting into other priorities and then making it feel even more like a time suck or regretting mm-hmm. that you devoted all that time to it. Yeah. Or hitting burnout. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's like first paying attention that, oh gosh, I feel like I spent too much time tonight doing this. Like first, mm-hmm. just, you know, that's fine. You did. Okay. But now you're acknowledging it. And then, like you said, Brandy, then you're setting your healthy limits of like, I'm not going to do that again. And so you're trying to find that kind of happy pattern, or not happy pattern, but healthy. that, yeah, where it fits. Mm-hmm. Or it's sustainable. You know? Yeah. Yeah, sustainable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, I'm going to summarize that and just say time management. Yeah. Like that's what we're trying to do, time management. Dating's not supposed to be fun. It's about time management. <laughs> Kimberly, you have thoughts? I mean... I never figured this out. That's why I hate dating. <laughs> Did you Touché. ever date anybody that was what anything that made it enjoyable? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's enjoyable. And I feel like the, maybe this has been said, but even if I don't achieve my goal and I just meet someone who ends up being just friends, like that's cool. You know, like that that's cool. not disappointing, but it's it's not disappointing at that point. But when it's just nothing comes of it or it's a bad date, then that's when it's like, frustrating okay 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 so then the other key thing is like being really selective right so maybe that is like on that early phase you want to be really selective i'm not going to get together with somebody until i know i kind of like them maybe you spend 30 minutes like brandy talking to them on the phone okay and it's only 30 minutes right and that's a better investment of time before you're actually getting dressed up and going to go meet them and all that takes more. So maybe having those kind of longer conversations, even if the person just burns out and ghosts you, you know, fuck them. It, but it was only 30 mm-hmm. minutes, you know, and that's, that's all you spent on that thing. So mm-hmm. again, time management, but it may be part of that is like picking better. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I do think, but tell me what you all think. Do you all think like we end up picking too soon? You know, like, oh, this person's cool. Like, yes, let's see if it works, right? Or are we too selective? I do think some people are too selective, right? They never go out on the date because they can never find Mr. or Mrs. Perfect. And therefore, it's like they never do it, you know? And I do think like just talking on dating apps and stuff like that is like you're only knowing a little bit about the person. But I really think it goes both ways. I don't think I've ever really found that like magic number of like how much time or energy do I devote to someone before I decide if I want to meet them in person. I've had people that I have exchanged a total of four messages with between the two of us before we meet for coffee and it went great. Then I have other people that I've gone back and forth with for like two or three weeks before we met in person and it wasn't great. Like I don't know what that magic like amount of of interaction looks like before I'm like, yeah, I feel good about meeting with this person. Well, from a product productivity standpoint it's four messages that was way more productive than the other one where you spent a lot of time and you didn't even like the person so i'm I'm kind of pitching like again brainstorming okay like we should not be spending too much time on this you know like we should be like (laughs) minimal like effort until like we have lives we've got stuff we're doing right and so we need to be happy and we need to enjoy these things right and on the side is like I'm going to go on my dating app and I'm going to see if anybody's out there. Right. And if you can connect with someone to have, uh, sorry, if you can connect with someone and you have a good conversation for 30 minutes, there's nothing to say that that can't continue in person. 
right? Yeah, I think that's true. Right. Like if, if you have, if it's a solid, good 30 minute conversation, you're like this, this has potential. Like let's meet in person versus spending another 30 minutes and then another two evenings texting. Like yeah. just jump yeah. to meeting. Right, because in the 30 minutes, you now know this person has the capability to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. They're able to like, you know, go back and forth. Hopefully, Brandy, they're asking questions about you because they don't know you. So it's, right. but I'm being serious, you know, if mm -hmm. they don't ask any questions about you in the text, maybe that's a red flag right there, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, but I think to make it more enjoyable, totally brainstorming, it's like, we should do less work, you know, and just mm -hmm. a little, and a little bit more, but you can, t what is it? The thing like thin slicing, which I, th I know I've talked about this in the past, you know, where it's like you, see a picture like a person's profile you know a picture that's on there you know and you read their profile right and you get this kind of instant sort of amount of information that you pick up right away so your eyes are like picking up what's in the background how they dress how they comb their hair how they wrote their profile all this kind of stuff right and we put this thing together in our mind and very often what we do is we make a decision right then and there about do are we interested in this person or are we not and then as we talk to them we just justify that yeah we were right the first in the first 10 seconds that we justified you know our initial belief where we knew like practically nothing but the thin slicing i will say from science point of view, as I understand it, it has turned out to be like more accurate than what we would expect it to be. And so all I think that's going on there is that your eyes, ears, you're picking up more information than you're consciously aware of and you're kind of processing it and it's giving you some guidance, you know, which I think that's kind mm -hmm. of cool. So I don't think you have to spend a ton of time, you know, with somebody. And I would say like, once you do, once you realize like, okay, this person has conversation skills, they're interesting, they're asking about me, then my feeling is at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, let's get together. Okay. So and, here, that sounds yeah. wonderful, Stephen, but here's, here's my, my pushback because I typically, anytime that I've jumped back into like the dating pool over the last however many years, um, I'll probably strike up a convert. I'll probably match and strike up conversations with maybe 10 people the first like day or two. And maybe seven of them are pretty, pretty good conversationalists, pretty easy to connect with over messenger. Um, and so if, if we're doing that, like more minimal amount of work, and I, I feel like I've got a good, good vibes going on with these people, do I really want to go on dates with seven different people? And even if I do, if they all go well, but they're not matches, I like new friends. Like, like Kimberly was saying, I've gone on dates before and made new friends and that's great. I don't need seven new friends in my life that I need to sustain a friendship with while I'm looking for like a long-term partner, right? There's nothing wrong with making new friends, but if we're talking about time management and sustainability, if these are people that don't have any crossover with any of the rest of my life, other than when I make time to go and get coffee with them, I don't have time for seven new friends like mm -hmm. that. And that's not right. what I'm looking for at the end of the day either. Right. So you end up with seven new acquaintances, six new acquaintances, and maybe, mm -hmm. the, maybe the seventh person is, is, is it. Yeah. But acquaintances are not bad. No, so but you, I don't have room to grow my my social circles like that either while I'm searching for a long-term partner. Right. So you, and I, I think, and I, I, I agree with what you said earlier of like, if you're going to go on a date, if you've gotten along with this person, it's probably going to go well. I, it's it's prob we're probably going to get something out of it, even if it isn't quite the match that I'm looking for. We'll probably still have a good time. That's all fine and dandy, but that's still not what I'm looking for. So it mm -hmm. ends up taking up more space in my life and I end mm -hmm. up having less room for the thing that mm -hmm. I'm actually looking for. Mm -hmm. And however, together, those two words, okay. <laughs> uh, you probably, you can't 
you can't expect it to like the, I'm going to go on one date and this person's going to be it. You know, I think that you do, there is a certain amount of numbers game of this in the sense of like the more people you go with, you have a wider selection to choose from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me share this. Okay. Uh, so just recently, the last few podcasts we've had, like we had, uh, Julie Davidson and, you know, she was on for the speaking with us about divorce or whatever. And she had her thing, her. which was the man funnel. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm going to, I am going to mess this up. I liked her idea. I'm going to mess this description up. I know it's deeper than what she was saying. The man funnel was like, I think you're going out. You guys correct me if you have a better understanding. You're going out, you're really dating multiple people. Right. And so you're, as you're going through this process, like you're narrowing it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down. Okay. But the point is like, you're going to have to go through the process and the process Ava is, as you know, seven people. You have to date seven people. So you're going out on seven <laughs> dates. Okay. So I do think there's a certain aspect. If you go out on one or two, you're just not, your funnel's not very wide. Okay. Which probably means the quality <laughs> of person that you're going to end up with is there's not as much diversity there. If you have 10 people that you go out, if you take the time to go out with 10 people, I like to think that your chances of having a better quality person go up because you have increased the amount of diversity, right? So I think Julie would say like, yes, this man funnel is like, you're going out on these dates and you are refining who you really like. And if you make it to the next level, you know, level two in the funnel, then like, great, you know, and only a few people make it down to level five, you know, where you're really like doing something. So I think there is a certain amount of investment that you have to put into. I do think dating is a process. Well, and find, she also said that yeah. she would recommend setting up like three dates in the same day, one yes. being a coffee and maybe one being a tea and then one being a coffee or whatever and make them short so that you're only getting ready for the day once for three different dates. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, that's actually good advice. I could, I understand that. Yeah. And she called that st stacking multiple dates. And, yeah. and I jotted that, I jotted that down because mm -hmm. I thought like, yeah, that's right. And you, you know, I didn't know we were going to kind of roll into this, but I do think like now that we're like, oh, time management's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The stacking of multiple dates. Now, Ava, do you know anybody who has like stacked multiple dates recently? I have. <laughs> really? Oh, tell yeah. us about that. Um, gosh, it was, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago or so. It was, it was really funny when, when she said that, cause I'm like, oh, I did that not that long ago. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Um. I had three dates lined up in a day and they were all supposed to be at different places. And, um, the first one was supposed to be at a park, but it was really, it was really, it looked like it was going to rain. So I'm like, Oh, well, let's just, let's go meet at this, uh, at a hunter station at this coffee shop at, uh, at a local, um, food hall basically. And then I had uh, an actual coffee date at hunter station planned later that afternoon. And then in the e early evening, I was meeting uh, up the road at a restaurant with someone for dinner. But when I got there, they had like a 45 minute wait time. So we just went back to the food hall and we had dinner there. So I had a date with three different people um, all at the same place in the same day. Um, and it was interesting because I was gone basically all day. Like I left mid morning and I didn't get back until like mid late evening. And I was really, really tired by the end of the day. Um, it was nice, but I was peopling all day is kind of what it felt like. Yeah. like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turned on and I'm, I've got my active listening skills mm -hmm. and I'm super curious mm -hmm. and interested about learning this person. And I had to do that three times in one day. And that was kind mm -hmm. of a lot for me. Mm -hmm. And I got something great out of, out of all three of those, like one person, um, I had only, this is the person that I only went back and forth with like four times and I barely knew them and they suggested coffee and on a whim. I'm like, sure. Yeah, sure. I, I can work time for that. I'm going to be adventurous. I'll meet with you. And that ended up being like a really, really good match. We hit a lot of chemistry. 
Um, mm. And another person was like really, really nervous and I could tell. And so conversation was a little awkward because I'm pretty reserved, especially the first time too. And um, it was kind of cute, honestly. We were both like kind of like socially awkward, nervous. Uh, but I like them and they were super cute and I'm, I'm still, I'm still friends with them. We're still, we're still chatting. I actually met their partner recently. And so like, that, that was nice. I don't, I don't know what, what is coming with that, but like, they're, they're good people. Um, and the last person was not a super, super good fit. Like we, we had dinner, we had good conversation, we enjoyed each other's time and we talked about doing something again down the road and it just didn't really go anywhere because I don't think it was quite a match for what we were looking for, even though we were able to enjoy each other's company. So like, that was fine. But again, at the end of the day, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was very tiring. Yeah. yeah. And some, you know, if you're, if you're listening, I don't think you have to be like, Oh, I have to stack my multiple dates. you like, you don't have to. It's like, I think that's where it's like, you figure out the balance of like how much energy and effort is going to take to get dressed and ready and things like that versus how much time do I want to spend out? And mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, do coffee dates or something where they can be short, you know, there's no, mm-hmm. it does not need to be a long date, you know, in mm-hmm. the beginning. And I would recommend, um, I mean, I always like coffee dates because, you know, Brandy, I did this with you. It was like, it's a coffee date, right? You can tell me your excuse whenever you want that you have to leave. And mm-hmm. that's, that ends it, you know, mm-hmm. so there's no, it kind of takes the pressure off. It does not need to be, does not yeah. need to be long. So yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on liking, you know, things to make it easier or more productive? Wait, didn't I already say I have no idea? (laughs) (laughs) She's she's just confirming she still has no idea. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the stacking dates, whether that would be beneficial for me or not, because I never tried it, but Mm -hmm. Since I'm pretty extroverted, I feel like I wouldn't get drained from three dates, but then it might be beneficial because then I'm only getting ready once and then I'm like knocking out, so to speak, the <laughs> three, the three dates and like narrowing to Brandy. down further. You're knocking out, knocking out three, three dates, dates. Uh-huh. and then I'm narrowing In it the down In the same further. dress. It's great. Yeah. Woo. But yeah, so that's, I like that the feedback you Use gave protection. Ava because. I've been interested in trying the the three dates or two dates in the same day. And I thank you. And I have a lot of similarities in that I feel very much like I would experience the peopling and the being on and active listening, like you said, and I, it would just be completely draining. Yeah. So I just think there are some people that will, you know, continue the dating process, but that doesn't mean they're going to enjoy it along the way. And we still do it because we're hopeful that we'll have the outcome that we're looking for. But that doesn't mean we're going to be super enthusiastic about it along the way. <laughs> but I'm gonna, yeah. You know, Stephen, I wish I could be more like you in that regard because you're just, you're like annoyingly positive about it almost. <laughs> so I, have a, <laughs> I have a new <laughs> technique. I just like to, uh, in, like, I'll you know, get on my dating app, right? And I say, oh, I'd like, let's meet for coffee, right? And then I do the same thing with the next person. Let's meet for coffee. And then. Uh-huh. the next third person I said let's meet for coffee okay but uh-huh. Ava had messed up because she was like had them all scheduled at different times I put them all at the same time and place so that we meet and then I say we're going to do this kind of like the bachelor okay and you guys are in competition wow. to see who wins who wins and they win by who predicts like the, you'd make them go order your coffee and whoever gets closest to your order gets the date oh wow oh, oh. Yeah. So, so, but the whole point is, you know, Hey, it's fun and games, right? It's just like the bachelor and that's what I present. Let me know how that goes for you. No, don't, don't listen to me. People do not do that. (laughs) You 
there you can be no like comment. a good example or you can be a horrible warning mm-hmm. i am a horrible warning mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. indeed if you have yeah oh, ask man. kimberly ava brandy do not be like me <laughs> that's okay we're not like you yeah so uh oh, you i'm gonna know give what, a though? yeah go mm-hmm. for it I, I wanted to circle back to something that you said earlier about encouraging shorter dates. I actually went on a date um, with a woman a couple of years ago and and I'll never forget this because afterward I'm like, oh, that was so genius. I was so nervous. And she like had this excuse and I it, it, maybe it was real, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. I'm never going to know. But she said, I totally forgot it's my grandfather's birthday and I need to leave in 45 minutes to go to a family thing for him. Um, and that right there, like kind of took the pressure off of like, okay, it's going to be short. We don't have a lot of time. It kind of is what it is kind of like took the pressure and anxiety off of a little bit of like, oh, I know that this isn't going to be like a two plus hour thing. Um, and it made it a little bit easier. So I honestly, I don't know why I haven't adopted that until now, like making them short, like 30, 45 minutes under an hour. I feel like that might be useful for, for, for you or me, Brandy, just to kind of take the pressure off a little bit. Like, you do yeah. not need more than 45 minutes. Again, 45 minutes, you know if you want to see the person again. And if you do, you set up a separate date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. my, my yeah. thought. Yeah. yeah. L- less, but what less if you're clicking really, really well? Okay, so let's let's put this out. So let's say I go on a date with Ava and I'm like, I only have 45 minutes. But we really hit it off like really well. And you want more <laughs> than 45 minutes do you have to be like so should I be like you know I have that 45 minutes and I gotta go do this thing real quick but maybe I'll text you again to see if we can meet up later tonight like how do you reopen that door after you closed it I could say hey we've mean opportunities Brandy I have to go to my grandpa's birthday but like afterwards do you want to come back to my place Okay, see, mm. we can meet back up. <laughs> see, okay. Because I, I hate to, like, you know, I hate missed opportunities. So I hate the idea of, of closing the door on that potential. But then I need a, a way to open it back up. And that's great. Brandy, Brandy, yeah. okay, look, this is ethical seduction. So the answer yeah. is you lie. You pull out your phone. You go, hold on a second. <laughs> you pretend you're texting, right? And you go, like, hold on. I'm going to get, the, I'm going to see oh if I can God, get a little bit of Oh, my God. Grandpa just died. Never mind. I don't have to go. No, to you don't say Grandpa no, died. <laughs> you say, you said Grandpa postponed everything wow. by 45 more minutes. <laughs> oh, he just he postponed it. He's a little late getting there. You know how it is. Right. You his know. birthday is, yeah, right. We can, yeah. So to be clear, the advice is not make up an excuse about your grandpa's birthday. It is just like, <laughs> let them know like, hey, I only have 45 minutes or what, you know, yeah, whatever it is. Like, just this is the time yeah. that I have. And that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So in summary, this is what I kind of came up with. Okay. Is that for, as far as ideas, like to make, like as far as dating. Okay. I think we want dating to be easier more productive and more enjoyable. So everybody's got a little bit of different balance. Okay. Some people are, are going to maybe want to stack their multiple dates. Other people are going to be like, no, that's too much. You know, AA was going like it's draining. So I don't think we, we don't need to give listeners a specific, like you have to do this, but I think just the main thing is like, to keep in mind, like what can you do to make dating easier, more productive, and more enjoyable. And interestingly, it gets into some weird stuff, I think, such as time management skills, you know, mm-hmm. and you are kind of weeding through people. And that doesn't sound very nice to say it that way, but you're trying to, you know, you do have a often a goal 
of something that you're after or wanting or whatever. And so you can't spend time management. You can't waste your time on stuff that is not going to go anywhere. Friends are important, you know, but we can only, we only can have like a certain amount of like, I'm going to say close friends that we're really investing a certain amount of time. I do think acquaintances, I would not blow off acquaintances. Acquaintances, you never know how things are going to change, you know, when you're going to click and want to spend more time with them, you know, and, and I mean, there's a lot of people we meet that we, you know, we don't know a ton about, but I enjoy seeing them and I enjoy being around them or I enjoy, you know, watching them or things like that. So I think acquaintances are, you know, we, we shouldn't put that as like too light, but you know, mm -hmm. where do you invest your time? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be kind of smart about that, but yeah. What can you do to make your process easier, make it more productive and more enjoyable? And I think those three words are like, they're really kind of key to yeah. reframing like how you're viewing dating. So if you're having a problem with it, it's like identify what the problem is. And then like, what can you do to kind of take the pressure off? Mm -hmm. And as Brandy said, it's lying and pulling out your phone and saying, Grandpa. Grandpa just died. I don't have to go to the birthday party now. Grandpa just died. <laughs> I have no time for you. Ethical so production. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like this discussion has actually gone really well. I was not expecting to come away from this conversation with new ideas about how I can date better and enjoy it mm -hmm. better. But I, I have a few things that I'm... I think I'm going to implement and try next time I, I jump into the pool. Also, one thing that we didn't touch on is like, I know we talked about in general dating, but to also do stuff or, or activities or fun things that you, that are outside of the box of the coffee for 35 minutes or 40 minutes or the dinner, you know, because I know I have anxiety around eating, for example, especially around new people. So a dinner date would be about the worst thing for me, especially if we sit across from each other. So like, that's why I usually prefer an activity. It can be, it doesn't have to be a long activity, right? But I mean, even if they're like, hey, I have tickets to the sounds game and I'm like, well, I only have an hour, but I can come join you for the hour of while they're there or whatever. Um, you know, kind of think outside the box and think of ideas to make the date fun as well. Yeah. You want whatever time you put in to still be enjoyable. And it doesn't always have to be coffee and food. You know what, Brandy? It's interesting that you say that because the date that I was describing before where we were both really, really nervous, um, we like the rain ended up not happening and we ended up walking around a little bit around town mm -hmm. for a while. And I felt like things went so much better when we were both walking and like doing something to like physically occupy yes. ourselves, it freed up that, that space in our head that was like, Oh, so nervous. What do I say? And yes. the conversation flowed better that way. Yes. Yeah. I love like walking around somewhere as mm -hmm. a first date at the same time as just talking. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Because also, if you think about when you're talking, like when you're eating and you're trying to talk, it's like the timing of like eating your food and they're asking a question and then you're trying to answer while they're taking their bite. It's it's not set up at all to be successful. That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> that just makes no sense to me why you're going to have to try to have your first conversation in person with food involved. It's there's any flow that could happen is going to be broke up by like eating the breadstick or almost choking on a crouton. It's happening. And then, and then um, ketchup dripping on your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just a recipe for disaster, people. Dear, dear listeners, <laughs> dear listeners, please ignore what Brandy just said because what she really likes is to oh, like God. meet up. She's just 
you've heard her talk, okay? But what she really likes, what really gets her wet, is when you meet at a pizza place, oh, and you and you say we're gonna have pizza, and you take away the napkins, <gasps> and you do not want to have that, okay? And, you can't and so get the oil off your fingertips onto a napkin the whole time, it's. Great. Right. And she gets all squirmy. So you just heard her talk about all this stuff. And then there's this other side that's like, please take away my nap. Listen, that, that involves you, you got to get past the first date first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Negotiation. Kimberly, exactly. <laughs> Give me my nap. <laughs> I, I'm not expecting to be like domed on the first date. <laughs> dom, 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 you can dom. try and you will lose, but and that'll be fun too. But like, yeah, no. Yeah, we don't we don't recommend napkins on the first date. <laughs> Do not recommend doming on the first date without negotiating. Dom, 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 dom. Just order the other person's food. Don't let them do anything. You know, don't. You know, <laughs> wow. Bad influence. Okay, order, let me tell you guys about order. next week. Okay, I'm excited about this. So uh, there's a guy, David Chambers, who is out of the UK. Uh, he and I talked a little bit earlier this week, and. Um, he used to teach pickup artists in, over in, I think it's London is, I think is where he is, but I'm not positive. I know he's out of the UK. Uh, and so he started off doing that and then he's kind of grown from his experience and like developed his own style. And I feel like just like talking to him, like his style of, you know, seduction and how you interact with people matches up with mine and with ours. So like he and I, when we were talking kind of, I'm going to say, I feel like we kind of hit it off. Like we're on the same, same, same kind of wavelength. Right. And so, uh, part of that is like, we don't necessarily like the whole pickup thing. So as we were talking, he's going in like, well, the pickup artist person is like about like taking, like, how can I like take this person, you know, like, and it's like, we were talking about earlier, like, how can I trick their panties off, you know, kind of thing. Right. And he goes, that's, that's your taking. And what I think we're trying to do and what he's trying to do is really more about giving. It's more, more about like, you know, talking about like attraction. Okay. It's like figuring out like you have these really cool, awesome traits about you. You might not be like, you might not think they're that great, but you, other people really do. And kind of be, it's like self-awareness. Right. So it is ends up getting like being authentic and, and things. But we, as we were talking, we're like, yeah, like our ways are better than the pickup artists, man. Like we can beat out the pickup artists. Like we're the, you know, our systems and our ways of thinking, are one treat people better they're giving and two we're like we just outperform somebody like that's our thing <laughs> okay so as we we're talking about that like that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna do so next week we're, you know we've already kind of come up with the title which is um nah, god what i forget is like um i forget the hell what the title was it was like <laughs> you outperf- outperforming <laughs> the pickup artist you know like or i know it's better than a pickup artist you know, mm-hmm. because I do think the interesting thing for me is like pickup artist ideas and stuff like that, like shit works, you know, and it works for reasons. And so there's stuff that's going on there. And I do find that kind of interesting because we're all human, you know, and it's I really think, too, you could flip it. Right. And if the woman did this to the man, the man would fall for it, too, you know, because it's like we're all human. So uh, anyway, I'm really kind of excited to kind of talk to him about about this because I think part of it is like his history and his past and where he's kind of like gone from say the pickup artist side over to, I don't even know what you'd call us right now. The ethical seduction. Thank you, Kimberly. I love you. you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is a better, the way he says it's like, it's a giving way. You're approaching somebody 
you know, in a giving kind of sense, not rent versus taking. So anyway, so uh, I think it's going to end up just being the two of us talking because you guys are not available, you know, because again, UK and the timing and things like that. So probably just be uh, be David Chambers and myself. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. So that's the next one we've we've got coming up. So please check it out. And uh, if you are a first time listener. Um, we're, we come out with a new episode every single Friday. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. We would love to get more Apple reviews. So if you don't, if you have a few minutes and you like our show, you know, writing a review for us helps us out. We have our website, ethicalseduction.com. And we're also on Instagram at FetLife. If you just look up Ethical Seduction, you will find us there. So anybody who has questions, topics, things like that you want us to cover, we've done that in the past now several times. So if you've got something that's on your mind, I'm going to say don't be shy. Just shoot us a, a message, uh, Stephen at ethicalseduction.com. Let us know what, you're, you know, what you'd like us to, to cover and, and answer for you. and We would love to do that. So, hey, thank you all. I did not know how this episode was going to go. I did not know if I was going, like, Ava, you go in like, oh, this is kind of good. Like, I kind of made me rethink some things. I didn't know if it was going to turn out that way or what. I thought you guys might all be like, dating sucks, Steve, and you were wrong. So, anyway. No, that's so. just me. Not that's just Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not exactly like that but you, right, you're more yeah. you're more uh, like but you, you, Kimberly I think you're more like I'm happy I don't have to do it anymore yeah yeah so all Lucky. right thank you everybody we'll talk again next week bye bye bye, bye.